cooking kind of took me out of the place. It kind of okay. made me feel okay. like I was at home cooking okay. for my family, you know? Okay. And, and that just kind of kept, kept me sane. Right. Another thing kept me sane was doing hair also in the prison. So okay. when I would leave work, people would sign me up to do their hair. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Meet the Shoe, and I am Sade. I'm Nina. And today we're uh, we're going to talk about um, a daily routine in prison. What does that look like? A scheduled routine, what you do in prison on a daily basis. So as I think about it, we will have to have a job. Um, what time do you get up for work in the morning in prison versus now that you're home? Well, right now, um, in prison, it was I was getting up around 7 in the morning. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, before 7 because industry had to be at work like 6.37 in the morning. Okay, so you kind of operate like you do on the outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So I had various jobs. Uh, one job in particular... I did food service, so I would have to be there early in the morning. And what did you do on the first food service? Well, I was the baker at one point in time. Mm -hmm. So I baked all the desserts with another girl. Okay. I was her assistant, but basically I pretty much helped her. I was probably the head of it anyway. Uh, Elnora. I'll never forget her. We had fun times. But uh, <laughs> Elnora, what a name. <laughs> I know, right? So, <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> she might be listening right now. Right. But uh, we, w- we were planning to make dessert for 500, 600 people. And wow. Do you have to prep for that the day before? It depends or? on what it is. But no, everything was fresh that day. Okay. Okay. So if we made, one day we'll decide to make mm, apple crisp. Okay. It was made that morning. Apple crisp were pretty much done around twelve o'clock, one o'clock. Okay, so 12 what? For lunch. What? How long did it take you to prep a five hundred dessert tray for five hundred women? How long did that take? Would you do that alone, or did you have any? We help? did it together. Okay. Me and Eleanor, we did that. It was just a two-person job. Wow. As a baker, and. The way we the system we had it was it was pretty easy. Okay. They had the uh, restaurant you no know, style equipment like the big kitchen. I mean industrial size blenders, okay. Okay. the ovens, everything. So that so made it, it, it a was, lot easier. It made it so you. much easier. Yeah. So when we knew we um we'll multiply the servings to get that many uh, trays. Okay. So I think we'll probably make ten trays of. Apple crisp. It'll just be the flat one, flat apple crisp where you just dust the your toppings on top. Okay. But it was really good. Okay. And your butter and all that stuff. And okay. then we just cut them up after it's done, baked, cut them up, make mm-hmm. sure we get so many in the pan. Okay. So did you ever, funny thing is, you <laughs> know, being as though you're dealing with 500 personalities, did you ever get anyone to come to you and ask you <laughs> how much, how come their piece wasn't as big oh, as the other Oh, my God. All the piece? time. Yes. So oh, wow. They would be like, oh, could you give me a big piece? I want the big piece. So what they start doing are um, kitchen, the 
staff, kitchen staff, the uh-huh. supervisor. Okay. She would say, pick up your, pick up whatever's this out here and keep on going. Okay. And they'll have an officer at the end okay. with a dessert set. They don't ask no questions or right. nothing. Or you're going right. to get in trouble. Right. <laughs> it was just too funny. So people, they would, they would really want to fight about their food. Like, Man. you know, on the outside. Now you have, uh, uh, what should I say? You have leeway when you're on the outside because you say, hey, I paid for this. Give me this hot. Give me this oh, bigger. Yes. Why are you giving me that one? No, Mm-mm. I want that one right there because you paid. But what would it be when you're on the inside? It's just get it and go. Get in and go. just get whatever you, <laughs> whatever they hand you. You better get take it. Don't even ask. It could be a flat on the, the set on it. You better get it. Right. It's right, no, right. There's no doggone. You ain't getting. Can I get this piece? Because you warm that up. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh wow. No. Did they ever ask you to warm theirs up, or did they ever try to rush to the line so they could get there? Oh gosh. Uh, you, you taste. <laughs> Look, when you know it's something really, really good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Especially the holidays. Oh wow! We will have like we'll make sweet potato pies. Mm. Oh girl! Instead of because I I convinced them let's do sweet potato instead of pumpkin. Okay. Okay. When they heard that I was making sweet potato pies, uh-huh. them first hour eleven o'clock <laughs> would be so packed. Oh. Oh my God! People trying to uh, speed walk and they, you know you can't even walk and run down the right. the aisles. You can't uh, down the um. Corridors or anything, or you'll get in trouble. Right, know? right. But yeah, oh my, it was terrible. Okay, so so baking. You did you ever cook anything? You just bake. I did cook for a while. Okay. Um, yeah, and, cooking was fun. And being, as, and being as though you're, you had to enjoy where you're at because nothing's like being in a bad situation and making it worse by being depressed. Right. So did cooking give you a sense of? you know, um, humbleness and, you know, therapy. Was it therapy for you while you were in there? Yeah, it, well, cooking cooking kind of took me out of the place. It kind of okay. made me feel okay. like, okay, you know, putting everything together, th- not thinking about what's going on on the inside. Right, It just okay. took me to a better place like I was at home cooking okay. for my family, you know? Okay. And, and that just kind of kept, kept me sane. Right. Another thing kept me sane was doing hair also in the prison so okay. when I would leave work people would sign me up to do their hair and I'm like okay yeah I'll do it you know I so didn't when you it. while you were while you were in there because you have to have a job mm-hmm. so while you were in there were you able to hustle your hair while you were in there did you get to or did you just have to basically do it for free like was it for practice because it actually wasn't for free because it prepped you and prepared you and made you the best now that you're home you know because right. you run a business mm-hmm. you know a hair business well you're so. not you're supposed to do hair for free for fun for uh-huh. hobby okay. in the prison you can't swap out anything because you're not working for the for the prison doing hair right so that was the thing some people hustled and probably got cookies or uh, summer sausages to do people hair you know what I'm saying the beef summer sausage right that was the main thing to get you know Uh but you know it's just I mean it kept me um, busy okay kept me busy throughout the uh, days okay so did you you got your cosmetology license while you were in prison no I had my cosmetology license in the late 99 okay way before no I I caught, uh, caught that charge going in 
got um, convicted to prison. Uh-huh. So I already had my license and went to school, and I kind of maintained my license from the prison because they gave us the opportunity to, you know, pay our renewal. Okay. So that was that was nice, you know. So I wouldn't be inactive. I was always active even inside prison. Oh, wow. That was beautiful because you were still able to do hair while you were in there. Yeah, but, you okay. know, it's just I, they didn't do all that, you know, because I, I think the last tail end I still was working. Uh-huh. Um, I still had hours to apply to the prior before going to prison. Okay. So that year I went to prison, I was to renew my license that year. Okay. In April. Okay. But, so I used those prior hours at the Great Clips and the other salon I worked at. Okay. And then that just brought it out three more years and I just renewed it one more time after that. Okay. Okay. Well, what did you? So, what was your? Uh, <laughs> what kept you on schedule? What did you do while in prison? Okay, while I was in there, what I did was when I first got in there, um, I learned from an older woman, an older white woman that, um, and I put emphasis on white because one thing about prison is it's not a color situation. Not 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 in the United States, not in the state of Minnesota. There's not really cliques as far as um, race goes. Mm-hmm. The, for the women the prison. Sta- yeah, for the women prison. Now, the, now, the staff, you know, the uh, that's running the prison, you know, they might have it color-coordinated, but the inmates itself, you're naturally going to bond with somebody of a different race. That just happens. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not hanging out with them every day, you're going to take a liking to somebody of another race. So I was very crafty. I plunged myself into beading, knitting, crocheting, and I mastered them all very well. I used to make clothes and jewelry to survive. Uh-huh. Even though my family sent me money while I was locked up, mm-hmm. I took a liking first month in prison. My first 30 days, even in the county jail, I took a liking to crocheting. So, answer me this. How how did you get your material, your... um, Oh, I order off of SPO. It's called Special Purpose Order, right? Mm -hmm. So, we were ordered from Fire Mountain Gems, Mm -hmm. um, Hershner's, and J&P Coats. No, we didn't order from them. Those companies, and I still buy J&P Coats to this day. Mm-hmm. Oh, and another company, Dick Blick. Oh, yeah, Dick Blick. <laughs> Dick Blicks. Yeah. So those companies kept every single prison afloat. Yes, they did. And it still does to this day. The good thing about back then when I was locked up, you can hustle. You mm-hmm. can hustle. Anything that I made, I got paid for, whether it was the family sending me money to put mm-hmm. on my books or my commissary, my locker was fat. Mm-hmm. And... Anybody that was paying me for something, especially it was for people that didn't have a lot of food in their locker, I just tell them to hold it for me and they'll put, you know, a slick way we'll figure out to put my name on it (laughs) if I need to come get some of their food. And usually what I did was when I overdid, because see, every night was a party. Oh, yeah. We cooked together every night. Mm -hmm. So we barely ate in the lunchroom. Only time, like you said, we ate in the lunchroom was when it was a holiday. So what I did was... People wanted to get sweaters made, um, rugs made, uh, 
uh, flip flops. I was ooh, I was real good at making um crochet flip flops. Oh yeah, they're nice. To send to their family's birthdays, their kids, um, you know, put the like the Jordan and the Nike sign. <laughs> right. <laughs> Doing that, putting the Jordan <laughs> and the Nike sign, putting the cartoon oh, characters all, all over the slippers and the uh, hats and the sweaters, and you know, I just got better, better, and better, and so. That's how I made my time Mm -hmm. work while I was locked up. Um, Also, you have to have a job, you know, working within the system because the system got to get their money for you sleeping in their bed. Mm -hmm. So I always picked an orderly job. Okay. I worked in the visitation. I was an orderly in the visitation room, mm-hmm. which that was a major thing because people <laughs> would always try to get me, give them, give me their contraband, right? Oh, God. You know, <laughs> I, I can't talk about that even to this day. But yeah, I would do that. <laughs> and then when I did work in the kitchen, I worked in the dish room. Okay. So one thing about doing dishes, who doesn't know how to do dishes, right? Mm-hmm. I like that for this reason. I had to get up, though. I hated it. At at 4 a.m., get to the kitchen by 5. But I was off by 11. I ain't had to worry about it again. That was my only... I always had half day. See, the other girls, they would have to work a full eight-hour period. Okay. Me, I, I got the jobs that was going to take you uh, anywhere from one hour to four hours. And I'm still right. like that to this day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't part-time. never have part-time. I'm a part-time worker. I still want to do my full-time job for me. Exactly. I, I don't know where I learned that skill from to be an entrepreneur, even Somewhere as a child. Africa. Yes, girl. I got to work part-time in the rest play play. You know what I'm saying? Or while I'm playing, it's paying. You know, if I'm going to go outside and play, I'm I'm going to make it work for it to pay me. So mm-hmm. I um that's what I did the whole time I was so there. So what other jobs did they have in, within your um, uh, prison system? Oh, um, okay. So you could work on the, um, it was called landscape, you know, for landscaping, oh, yeah, right? we horticulture and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, landscaping, you could get um, your license being a landscaper. You can get your license being a plumber. Mm-hmm. Your license um, doing uh, 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 being an electrician. Mm-hmm. Um, while you were, you can get those hours. That was a good thing. You can build those hours while you were in prison because they would teach you and allow you to be in the apprenticeship while you were in the apprenticeship program. That would take you outside the doors. So I always tell people, especially while listening to our podcast. You always, if you have a family member that's locked up or if you're in the middle of a case, don't make your situation be all that bad. It's not about depression. Remember, depression is the devil. Yes. And stress is the devil. No, no, no higher power, whichever higher power you deserve, you know, you you choose to believe in. Nothing at all about sadness is of a higher power. Mm-hmm. There you you don't have you you're supposed to learn from the situation so make the best of your time always know that if you get yourself in a situation it's it's meant for something it's meant for something regardless if you think at the time cuz you want to do what you want to do that oh I'm I'm missing out but you're really not missing out no when you go into prison, you have to be still. So don't go in there being chaotic like you're still out on the street. Use the tool to educate yourself. Yes. Use the tool to make it make your situation better, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, you can uh you definitely can become an attorney in there. There were yes. so many girls in there that was so smart. They was getting people out of jail left and right. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, as of as of right now to speed it up. 
um, someone that I had uh, that just come home. And uh, she got her own self out of prison due to COVID. She still had five years left. You mm-hmm. see how God works? Yeah. She still had five years left. And she wrote up her own motion due to COVID and got her own self out of prison. And she's home now with her family. And this is her second time that she went to prison. Oh, okay. She The first time she went in, she did like maybe six years. Uh-huh. Now, this time when she came in, she did about 10. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. No time for judgment. Judgment comes when it comes. Nobody knows because nobody's died and came back and told us how it is after you die, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So we are here never to judge anyone but the I lesson think. in this this podcast today is just to make the best out of your situation and we hope that this episode helped you in right. some kind of way but you know what going back like we said your scheduled routine exactly. somebody making you do these jobs in prison make you work a nine to five go to school or do something um Productive with Who your time. Who actually designed that? I'm not sure. Nine to five. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> why not? If you're going to work for 10 cents an mm-hmm. hour, you know what I'm saying? Why not get out and be productive like you was in prison? Exactly. Get in that same mind frame that they had forced you to do, right. to do it for yourself when you're on the outs with your family. You know right. what I'm saying? Go find you a nice, something that you love to do, a job that you like to do, a hobby or something, and be productive. Exactly. I mean, it's plenty of people I see come out, they, they don't work hard in prison and mm-hmm. did, I mean, even saved up the little tools and fuels they had in prison, mm-hmm. which is hard to do for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because everything costs so much in, in the prison system. Right. And, I mean, and work the job in prison, but you get out and just be stagnant. Don't yes. want to do nothing. Don't want to, oh, I'm not working for the white man. You mm-hmm. worked for the white man in prison. Right. Come on now. Stop making that excuse. Exactly. You can work for 10 cent. You can work for, t- if you can work for 10 cent, you can work for $10. Right. So if you can work for 10 cent, you can work for $10. $10 an hour. If you're forced to work for 10 cent, you can work for yourself it, it just, just, by choice for $10 it, it makes me laugh because the same ones be like, I'm not, that they ain't paying enough. Right. And I'm just looking at them. They ain't paying enough. No huh? handouts, honey. Oh, my God. Yeah, so with that, we're going to close today. If you have any questions or anything you want us to talk about in our podcast or re-enlighten you and, and, and even go back to some of our um, other episodes, just let us know. No. Email us. Yes, or... email us to shoot us a message or hit us on the DM at Meet the Shoe. Our Instagram, Meet the Shoe. Our email is uh, Meet the Shoe at gmail.com. Um, it actually, Meet the Shoe 2019, right? Yeah, 2019 at, g- at gmail.com. gmail.com. And uh, just let us know. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good day.